Hello and welcome to Park the Bus, the podcast that talks everything Scottish football and we are back, back on YouTube, back on Bus Sprout, back on everything and it is me Andy Dixon hosting tonight and we have got somebody trying out in a bottle of Oasis at the moment, remember you're on camera, Kieran Hunter. Oh I forgot about that. Hi hey. guys, <laughs> how are we? Good mate and you and Armour. Doing absolutely fantastic this week. I know, shame we never got to talk about anything last week but... Hey ho, we'll move on, we'll move on. So first of all, before we do start the podcast, we'd like to thank everybody at Darville Football Club for the invitation last Monday to take part in the most historic uh, night for the town and also the club. Uh, we were lucky enough to have media accreditation and we were right in the middle of all the action. Uh, so thank you again to John, to Jordan, uh, to everyone down in Darvel, thank you to Mick Kennedy for his interview as well. And if you do want to catch that, you can go to our YouTube channel, you get the, the vlog. And there is an accompanying podcast on all our uh, podcast streams as well. So again, thank you very much. Um, and this links us straight in because we're going to talk first of all about Aberdeen Football Club. Now, Aberdeen Football Club, when, the World, when they came back from the World Cup, we are in third place in the league. They were... Four points in front of Livingston with a game in hand, and it seems that everything has basically felt a bits on them. They got beat one 0 for Celtic, even though they tried to stifle the game out. They then were two one up against Strangers with three minutes to go and got beat. And since then, everything has come with a pack of cards. Fell in like a pack of cards, and in the last ten days, they've conceded twelve goals and scored none. And that has now led to the departure of manager Jim Goodwin. What are your thoughts on that, Kieran Hunter? The fact that Jim Goodwin didn't even get the chance to leave Easter Road at the weekend before he was away, yeah, and told to to leave. It's that that tells its own story. But um, it, the thing is, this was coming. I think people as football fans have short memories, and before the era of Derek McInnes. And even Cormac, for that matter, Aberdeen were they were a relegation battle club. They were they, like they were in a relegation battle with Kelly one season, the the year that Falkirk went down, and they've always kind of been pretty rotten. And then they're luckily their fortune changed and things like that, and they they had a yeah, they had a very successful decade for what it was. Got to Hamden a few times, had a few runs in Europe. Financially, it was the best thing for the club as well. But now. But they've got to that breaking point and now it's a downward spiral. I think Jim Goodwin has to, at the end of the day, the man has to be given credit for taking the job on board. he done wonders when he was at St Mirren. We all knew it was a big, big task for him. We all said it at the time. But, you know, he, he took the chance. It's not worked out well for him. And now Aberdeen need to go back to the drawing board, restart again. And, you know, the thing is, they're sitting, what, fifth in the league at the minute? You know, they're, they're sitting in a fairly decent position, European place as well, that they're sitting in at the moment. So, is it because the bar has been raised so high over the last few years that there's now that cemented expectation that Aberdeen should be getting top six, should be getting Europe, should be getting damned in? Um, you know, or, or are Aberdeen fans and Aberdeen Football Club getting a bit too ahead of themselves? Because as I said, and I go back to what I first said, is that it does prove how good a manager Derek McInnes was and he used his resources to his full capacity. But, you know, Aberdeen really haven't been that, that great or that successful in between that either. 
from when Fergie left up until then. So it's just a bit of reality coming back for the Dons, eh? It's, um, it's going to take someone really special to come in and change their fortune round again if they want to get back to what they have been for the last seven or eight years. Yeah. Ewan, what's your thought on it then after the Hamlin at Easter Road? Um, honestly, I, I'm i not surprised that we won, but to see, to see a score like that and dominate like that, that's exactly how we played against Aberdeen the last time they came to Easter Road. Yeah. And Porteous got found out cheating apparently by Goodwin. Still waiting to see if uh, how he's trying to work his way around that this time. But uh, Liam Scales getting sent off. But you know, while you're right, Aberdeen, in my view, over the past twenty years or so, they're basically hips. Yeah, and it's why, like, and it's why yeah. everyone yeah. kind of says that the top five clubs in Scotland are, you know, the two old firm, the two Edinburgh clubs, and then Aberdeen because. Mm-hmm. Every single one goes through that, that period of time where, yeah, they'll do well for, you know, five, ten years, get to Hamden, maybe win a cup or two if it's not Celtic or Rangers, and then they'll fall away again, be relegation candidates for a while, kind of go between managers, go through quite a few, and then they'll surge again. And it just happens every, I don't know, I'd say every four years or something. You know, Aberdeen had it for the 2010s. Hibs made Hamden in that time, so did Hearts, but Hearts towards the end of the 2010s were doing really badly, really poorly for most of the 2010s, bar yeah. one or two years. And then now Hearts are now in that resurgence form as well. So it's kind of par for the course in what's happening with them at the moment. And to be honest with you, as, curi- as Andy says, it's the curious case of Hibs and Aberdeen is Hibs, could, Hibs are on this, is that a pendulum? No, it's not a pendulum. But unless we uh, tabletop of, oh, we could fall off a cliff and go exactly like Aberdeen have and just keep appointing managers and not changing it with a dodgy chairman, or we could go the way that Hearts currently are, bit of a resurgence, push up the table, because we're now fourth, fifth, sorry. We're we're fifth in the table. Yeah. And we've only won three games in the last, like, 15. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy to think. We've won three games in our last 14, 15 games and yeah. we are fifth. And it's Aberdeen a... are seventh, actually. But they're only a point behind us. It's the way football is. is that clubs build themselves up to then break themselves back down again. And then when you're yeah. at that point and you see how much success you can get out of that development, that push, that, that's the way football is. It's rinse and repeat. But you're right, you and I, I agree with you. Aberdeen in that respect are are quite on par with Hibs. Where I think I would at say at this moment in time they're just in their total breaking down period. Yeah, I would say that if it goes in cycles. I mean, I can see parallels to what's happening at both Aberdeen and at Hibs and things that have happened that we that's happened at Hearts over the last so many years. It's a basket case of a club going through different managers. Signings that are absolutely awful coming in and out constantly. There's no there's no sense of direction, there's no sense of anything at all at the club, the, there's no structure. And I think that that's something that, listening to a few Aberdeen podcasts this week, is that they're really critical of their structure. So they have, obviously, they've got Cormac in there, they've got a uh, director of football, um, they've also got someone else as well, I can't remember his name, and then they've got the manager. And then, Obviously, after the Davo result, they came out and they said that there was going to be a football monitoring board, which was just these people anyway. Um, and then, obviously, Jim Goodwin leaves, and then they're going to get the intern, which is Barry Robson, am I right? 
Yeah, yes, but he's supported by another two or three coaches. I can't remember who it is though. Samson, maybe? Nah, it's not him. No. Um, it's like their development phase coach, right. and I'm trying to remember. It's like one of their first team coaches as well. But so you know, that's all. That's all, it, all it is again though is it's that same backroom staff. It's the same chairman, unless they change something in the structure of the club. Yeah, and. You know, Cormac did come out and he, to be fair, folk called take the piss and laugh because he was crying live on air about the football team. But yeah. he is an he is an Aberdeen fan at heart. Yeah, and yeah. he is. He's kind of held his hands up and been like, "Listen, I've got it wrong. We've got loads of stuff wrong over the past year and a bit. But I want to try and be able to fix it." Yeah, I find that whether he can do that or not is a different story. I find the thing but, about Cormac as well, though, is the fact that. He's obviously putting his money into the future of the club and this whole new stadium scenario, which is just a totally different subject altogether. Um he's he's obviously looking at the future of Aberdeen and building a bit of a foundation there for the club financially. But it's because I if I was McCor- if I was Cormac and looking at the, the team and thinking how much more money do I need to put in this team? How yeah. much more money do I need to give to the manager? Thinking, well, look how much money has already went into the club in the last 10 years, or on the park, so to speak. And I think Aberdeen have probably got the best out of that because they're not going to do any better. Yeah. And now, and now, I mean, they've had their chance. They had their chance to win the league. They had their chance to win like more cups than what they did. But now Rangers are back in the league. And now well, the cups are effectively getting tied up with the old firm again. And Aberdeen's chance is now gone. So for Cormac going forward... It's now actually about just the club's future rather than the team on the park. I also, I mean, fair play, we can say all that stuff about Aberdeen as well, but their defensive line and, as you say, their recruitment has been shambolic over the past year and a bit. Yeah. I get, and don't get me wrong, it's a bit xenophobic the way they go on about it on a sports sound on saying, well, we need players that know the club. Yeah, you do. But that doesn't mean that you put it to the detriment of bringing in actual quality from like abroad, because they could say it's like, oh yeah, we need players that are from you know from here and this and that, and you can't go and sign players for different country. It's like yeah, you can. It's proven. Celtic, Celtic's got six players that are Japanese now, and that's only those six players from one country, and it's proven. Hearts have half a team of Australians. <laughs> uh, feels you know, like it's, it's, it's not. It's not as if you need. To have players that know the club and know if like yeah, you need a couple. You need those seasoned pros there that are like say to the young guys, this is how we play. But really is that really the way you want to go and saying, Oh yeah, we only we only should be signing players from here. Like, no, you need to sign quality players. Don't just do like what Hibbert done. Go abroad and go, right, I'll sign one for this team, one for this team, one for this team. Are you under twenty? I'll sign you, I'll sign you. Bring them in, hope they do well, and when they don't, it's the manager that gets it and not the recruitment committee. Well, going on from that, I think I'll probably just take the lead for here since Andy's had to disappear and his cameras went into a fit. Ewan will now move on to Easter Road. You've pretty much just pinpointed it yourself, and I think it's quite a miracle. <laughs> Three wins in the last 15. The club and the team are still managing to sit in the top half of the table. Tells a lot about the rest of the teams in that league that sit below them. Uh, Lee Johnston, 
is he the man to keep carrying Hibs to the end of the season? I think beating Aberdeen 6-0, is that a reflection of that? What do you think? Um, to put it quite bluntly, Lee Johnson will be with us till the end of the season. Because as has been stated before, um, as you guys have said before, while we might not be the best, one of the better teams in the league, we are much better than the four teams that currently occupy the bottom four places yeah. on the same points. And we'll be far too good to go down. So I think, bearing that in mind, and bearing that Ben Kensel and Ron Gordon have, well, not Ron Gordon, but Kensel's came out and said, listen, we've got it wrong with recruitment. We've not brought in the right calibre of players, the right type of players. So we'll get ready. You know, we've had nine departures and only two players come in in January. And then we come in and absolutely spank Aberdeen 6-0 when we've had, to be honest with you, a bit of a shock of a season. I think they, I think they just have shambles Aberdeen are as well, though, isn't it? It's... Oh, yeah, 100%. And you would think as well, though, that the players would maybe want to gear themselves up a bit. You've just been spanked 5 0 for Harps. Yeah. Right, let's bounce back and absolutely hammer this non league team. They then get beat 1 0 for Darbo. It's like, right, that's embarrassing. We need to do something at Easter Road. It's and then put in a performance like that. They've obviously given up, but they've probably given up on the whole Aye. thing. The fact yeah. is, that the statement said that they were right behind them. And then obviously they go out and that happens, probably tells you that they're not right behind them at all. So yeah. the players have got to take responsibility as well. And listening, listening to everything, right? And Listen to Willie Muller, and he was on the radio when he was talking about all oh, the foreigners eh, coming into Aberdeen. They don't know what it's like to play, and I think that he probably had a point to an extent because, like, there is a massive pressure on Aberdeen. Just for that six, seven-year period that Fergie was there, there is a massive, pe- there's a massive expectation for everything that he done. They've done absolutely fuck all before it, and they've done absolutely fuck all since. So, but in that time that there's, they've become this massive club, apparently. And then there's a massive expectation, and there is there is people in that dressing room that probably don't understand how big it is, at least in the fans' eyes, that how big Aberdeen are. So as much, and they probably do need leaders. They probably do need characters. I don't think how they have to be Scottish and Aberdeen born and bred to understand how big it is. But I think that there is obviously something lacking in that dressing room completely all all together. Um, I think one of the biggest things that the biggest mistakes they made actually. In the past eighteen months, is the way they handled the Andy Considine yes contract uh, yeah. and letting him go. Yeah, definitely. He was more or less Mister Aberdeen up there for a while. Yeah, well, I think for I think for what Andy's saying is I think there was method in the madness with the Graham Shinney loan. Maybe that was a, a, a recall of bringing back that fighting spirit for what we'd seen in the in the tens. But, yeah. but why would yeah. you not play him? Why do you not play him against Darvel when you're exactly. team? Why does he not exactly. come to the bench when he's at Darvel? So is he even a Jim Goodwin player? Is it somebody yeah. even wanted in? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably going back to what they've done for the majority of the 2010s, though. Yeah. You know, when McInnes, he sold Hayes, McGinn left, and then Shinny left. I'm pretty sure the Rash Taylor leave and come back again, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So that's what they kept on doing was, we'll get rid of them. They'll play someone else for a year or something, and then I'll bring them back again. Yes. And because they were still young enough and good enough, it worked. Yeah. But now those players aren't there anymore. They're struggling to find new players, younger players, who are of that quality. I think as well, listening to Aberdeen, and see, I've listened to some Aberdeen pods over the last week, and they're talking about the only start of the season with two centre-halves. Mm-hmm. It was Taylor and Scales. And, not Taylor and Scales, Stuart and Scales, I should say. And obviously, Stuart, uh, Scales can't play against Celtic anyway. 
So it shows you that there, there's faults all the way through the whole the whole structure. And I mean, I think similar to the Hibs structure as well. I think that the way that Hibs done their have done their like business and things like that, buying in all these young players, and then they've got half of them have been moved on already. I think there's there's flaws in that one as well. But I think Hibs are probably better equipped than Aberdeen to deal with it. They're probably there probably isn't as much expectation either, which probably, believe it or not, helps. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, most Hibs fans do believe that top four is a minimum for us, but we've not fin- we've only finished top four what, a handful of times yeah. since the turn of the century. So uh, you get a, they say you get a bit wiser with age. I am now at the stage of if Hibs can finish in any sort of European place, yeah. then I'm happy with it. For the time being, because we're just we're not that team at the moment, and anyone that thinks otherwise and thinks that a six 0 hammering of this Aberdeen team is going to be it will be a turning point of the season. But watch us go up to Ross County and lose three 0 The thing is, six 0 on that if they get their tails up, eh? you get your players get their tails. Up. Well, you think they get their tails up anyway? Um, who's who thinks going to get the Aberdeen gig then? It depends on how long they leave it. I think that they and who they go for. I think that they want to leave. I think they'll try and leave it as long as they can. Um. So the last time they when they sacked Stephen Glass, they left it a week and appointed Jim Goodwin. I think they've got to try and leave this as long as they can. If Robson wins a couple of games, I think they'll try and get him through to the end of the season. Yeah, um, and just let them go through because yeah, he might he might do a bit better with the same players, but again, they need. It's the same problem that the Hibs have had for the past. 18 months, you know, two years. They need centre-backs. Yeah, exactly. Scales is not a good centre-back. Stewart is not a good centre-back. How they brought him in and then decided, yeah, you're going to be the captain of the team. They should have just kept away, I don't know, Joe Lewis. Even McCrory. The same thing to go by what Willie Miller's saying. Alex Ferguson will get asked to come back at retirement and come and manage the squad. The thing is, Lewis Lewis has been dropped as well, though. So... Right. Got a new goalkeeper. I think. I think. If no, Lewis has been. Lewis has played the past couple of games. Aye, the other boy's been injured. Aye. Then because they're all moaning because Samson was on the bench on Monday night. So they might as well just just as well play him. Yeah, definitely. At this point, he'd probably do better. He'd probably actually try a bit more. I guess with these jobs as well, right? Is that you get the same old folk, the same old names, Jack Ross, Neil Lamb. Paul Lambert's been kicking about quite a bit. His name. Paul Lambert. Uh, he's another one. I think I think Courts would be a good signing for them. Courts, mm. purely really? because of how he done with United, and and that was not a good done the United squad that, that he had, and he somehow managed to get them into Europe, and then Jack Ross embarrassed them. But he never done well abroad. But I think Courts is more suited to the UK. Yeah, he's coached over here. He's learned his trade over here. You know, could he do the same at Aberdeen with what he done with United? Well, I left the Aberdeen pod red tinted glasses. I was listening to them today. They, they were thinking somebody like Chris Wilder. Yeah, I seen he was linked with it as well, actually. But could, I, I, could they I, afford I, him? I well, they probably could. Like Cormac, yeah. Cormac's going to underwrite it. Then I, they probably could afford that. It's whether they're going to do it or not. It's the... aye, and that that literally is a that's an that's an English McInnes. Yeah, more or less. You know, it's going back to how they played in the 2010s because that's the way the Wilder plays. Yeah. But not too sure. Fingers crossed, though. And what I will say, for as bad as Aberdeen were, 
it's n- that 6 0 game is not purely just down to them being bad. That was the best I've seen him play in a long, long time. Well, it's a context for them both, and I'm trying yeah. to get the credit away for you, but at the same time, it's they're really bad, and you're playing really and you're playing really well, so you start getting your tails up as well, and they just they just yeah, like I seen Marshall's tackle on the edge of the box. <laughs> We're six and up at that point. He literally could have just turned around and maybe tried to dribble him. If we lose a goal, we lose a goal. But Aye. that's and testament to the players as well because there's been times in the season where we went one nil up. I don't think we went two nil up, but probably have two nil up, one nil up, two nil up, and then that ten men stuff. We'll just sat back, sat in, kind of hope we could hold on for one. Yeah. Without one goal, and it's just not happened. But at four 0 we were still going for it. Yeah, that's good. Though. That's for you. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's fun. And getting two young players in with, I think it was like 15, 20 minutes time. Yeah, was it a uh, Josh O'Connor came on? Josh O'Connor and Oscar McIntyre. Yeah, that, that, are, that's something yeah. they've been doing for a while. Like plugging yeah. these in, and they done well. I mean, I was really hoping O'Connor would have got the penalty, mm-hmm. but with Campbell on the on a hat trick at the point. Yeah, I can understand it. Give him that, I suppose. Is Nisbet going to be here? This will probably go out on like a week on Tuesday or something, but when this eventually goes out, is Nisbet still going to be here? We're recording this on the Monday night. so um, Well, funny you should say that as well, because Hibs have just knocked back a, an approach from Wigan, who have just newly appointed John. Sean Maloney as their manager for Kevin Nisbet. For Kevin Nisbet? Yep. So I've seen they've wanted Henderson, but as well... They're putting a bid for this bit, and Hibs have just went, nah, it's not happening. I wonder if there's a. How, mu- how much do you think, uh, sorry, Andy, how much do you think Hibs are um, looking to get? Two and a half million. Two and a half million, eh? That's what we're going to get from Millwall, plus the selling fee. So, anything, we're not accepting anything less than that. I think that, uh, obviously, because you've got to give 30% to them for one. Yeah. So, and I- then any selling fee as well, we'll have to give 30% of the selling fee to the firm as well. So I I I'm going to fix my camera. Two seconds, mm-hmm. right? Double me. Yes, viewers are having a blast. Hi. So I reckon in the whole thing, there's a Giamakis block in the whole thing. Is that he's not been he's been really quiet, and I reckon that if Celtic can shift him before tomorrow, I reckon there'll be a long to get to get in this. But I reckon yeah. that's maybe why it's been turned down. Is to look, we can get you. Come, if you if you can get shot at him, you can come to us. We'll pay the two and a half million. We're getting more. We've made a profit and I've got a striker that'll score goals. Or wait, wait out and we'll get you in the summer for cheaper. Then he sign that deal. No conspiracy theory, right enough. But that's my own theory on what's going <coughs> on. Yeah, I definitely do think that's why he turned down Millwall as well. Yeah, because one of the two from Glasgow, I've kind of tugged his arm and said, like, "Listen, listen, come here, come here." You want to come to Wheatland? There's only what thing is there's only really one team. No disrespect, but there's only one team that's going to pay that money. Yeah, like, like, especially for a Scottish player. Yes, like I don't think they will because there's there is two strikers they can go and get. There's Nisbet and Shanklin, and they're not going to pay. Shanklin's going to come with a higher fee at the moment, so they're not going to go and get him. It's going to be Nisbet, and I reckon that's what happened. So, yes, watch this space. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, how the games are. You're playing. To, Tomorrow, the first, so be when deadline day, yep. Deadline day, and everyone else is on the the next day, so we'll see, new set of fixtures. We'll see how that goes.
So, it is the 30th of January. Uh, tomorrow is the transfer deadline day. So, we are going to talk transfers. So, let's first of all go through some of the, maybe the big signings, maybe. Um, as, as, let's have a wee look then. So, we've got, I think, try to see any ones that we've missed since in the last week or so. I mean, Hibs have brought two in. Since we last recorded a proper podcast, they've brought in James Jago and CJ Egan Riley. Uh, Riley Egan Riley comes in from Burnley. He only went there in the summer after being through the Man City Academy. And obviously, Jago has been a Australian international. He's probably still within the plans at such point as well. So he's come in through Belgium uh, there. And Kilmarnock are saying Luke Chambers. Am I correct in that, Kieran Hunter? Yep, 18-year-old left-back Luke Chambers from Liverpool. England youth internationalist as well, so we'll see what we make of him and his time up in Scotland. Um, Celtic have obviously signed, they got Oyong Guy, I don't know how that's pronounced. That again. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. From Sue One Samsung Blue Wings. So, oh, very nice. <laughs> yes, indeed. So that's where he came from, and that's been their, probably their latest signing. Hearts haven't really signed anybody, from what I can see. Dundee United haven't signed a soul. At the moment, so they have absolutely nobody. Um, I think obviously Rangers have got Todd Cantwell, this the Raskin that he's been linked. I think that they might have him in the summer anyway in a pre contract, but they're trying to get this deal through done as well. Ross County have obviously brought in Brophy, Josh Stones is up for Wigan, and Kena, Kenna or Kenny, I think it is actually pronounced from no, yeah, yeah no, Kenny. And as well, and St. Johnson haven't brought anybody in either. Um, so there isn't that much at the moment. I think tomorrow might be. I think Ewan's got some of the transfer rumours for the Premier League. Um, yep. So one is Lincoln City have reportedly agreed a 300 grand transfer deal for Ethan Erahan. I'm sure that's how you pronounce his name, for St. Mirren. Mm-hmm. So he's one of their star players, pretty much, and he's the one with the most potential on their team, I'd say. So it's going to be a big loss for them, but. Not a lot of money either. How um, much? Three hundred grand. All right. Okay. I mean, it's not Lincoln City's not a big, massive team in England, but no. you know, you still want to hold yeah. out for a little bit more. Um, yeah. Gia Kamakis, it looks like is going to be going to Atlanta United. Um, watch this space. By the time this pod goes up, he'll be a completely different team on the other side of the world. But I'm yeah, sure we're just reporting it as we see it. Hey, the time the it the August fucking transfer window. <laughs> exactly. And he's still at Celtic. Aye. <laughs> um, Hibs have had a bid for Nisbet uh, from Wigan, who have just recently had Sean Maloney installed as manager. Um, we've rejected it outright. Probably They've probably offered us like a million pound in one of their strikers and we've went, nah, stuff that. <laughs> Don't want any Wigan players. We've seen what Shinny's been doing up at Aberdeen. Yeah. Um. And also, Maloney's also looking to sign Ewan Henderson. So, what I've no- what I've noticed as well on Hibs Twitter is every Hibs fan on every single one of the Ewan Henderson rumour links is going, oh, you're going to need to, you know, big money, big money to take him away from us. He's a fantastic player. I've seen that. Great uh, playing further up. There was a, there was a there was funny chat about uh, Ollie Shaw. The other day, I think it was Bristol City were uh, snipping about him, and all the Kelly fans were going on about how wonderful a striker he was. 
for a guy who's yes. scored zero for a guy who's scored zero goals this season so far for us. <laughs> just as good as uh, just as good as Mbappe. <laughs> That's what Dempster says. I was up there. He was yeah. up there, but um, I think tomorrow will be interesting. We're still on our hearts, friends. We're still basically trying to get Callum Patterson. I don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. His hearts want him. Um, he wants to come up the road, but basically they don't want to give him a deal. They don't want to sell him to us now, so it might just be a pre-contract. But I don't know if we've wasted too much time just with him through the window or if we have other options. So I think it could be a busy day. I think tomorrow as well, and we're, we're, to, say we're talking about it in the future tense, so when you listen to this, it'll be, already, it'll be the past. But after the after deadline day, or on the deadline day, there'll be a lot of people being released as well. So it'll be interesting to see who gets released. Um, and it'll be interesting just to see who gets picked up, because hearts are very notorious. We'll pick up players on the after deadline. Obviously, we've got Xander Clark on the last one, and we've got Snodgrass. So it'll be interesting to see who goes who goes where. In regards to the in regards to transfers, how are you feeling about the business you've done? Then boys, we'll talk about just our own teams to start with. Um I'm very happy about myself. Uh-huh. So far. Um I do feel as though we need a couple more players in all over the park. But if we can get some of our youth players in to supplement and we have arguably one of the best youth teams in the country. Yeah. Judging by last season's table and this season's in the under eighteens. Then you know why not? You know some of the, some of these youth players only have six months left on a contract. Yeah, why not give them a chance in the first? They're only eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, give them a chance, give them a taste, and then be like, right, we can work with this guy in the first team and build them up. Yeah, um, still needs a couple more outs though. I'd say still got far too much deadwood um, in the back in kind of like the background of our squad at the moment. Um, happy days getting rid of Demi Mitchell, though. Yeah, I was going to say, because he's the a guy is literally made of glass and he's spitting a dummy it because all the Hibs fans are like, mate, you played like three games for us. And you played for Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what you do for us, you played for Hearts, so you're always like starting a back foot, vice versa. Like, I mean, looking at you, you've went, so you obviously Porteous went out to Watford, that was obvious. Stephen Bradley, he went to Livingston, we'll not talk about him because Cammy talks about him enough. Cammy's got a dodge, uh, Gandhi's got a dodge camera again. No, I'm not. It's fine. You're both playing up your camera tonight, by the way. I have no idea, by the way. Anyway. Second uh, time on YouTube, folks. Yes. One of webcams. Professionals. That's why we don't, we're don't. we on YouTube and not only fans. Anyway, uh, Kevin Dabrowski is obviously away to Queen of the South. Uh, Kenny's away to Ross County. Melkerson is away to Rotterdam on loan. You've got Bayong's away back to Rainbows. Thank God. Uh, and Ryan Schofield's away to uh, his... Loan has ended and he's going back to Huddersfield. I don't actually know what Phillips Laddie was looked like or how many games he played for you, but <laughs> he played absolutely nothing. He was on the bench, was he? Yeah, I mean that's and, a um, massive clear out. Like, hey, like yeah. that's the kind of ones that, as I was saying earlier, but that's the kind of transfer windows we used to. Have. We used to have like ten in and ten out. Yeah, well, I'm quite glad it's now been. Was that nine? I think we got rid of two in, nine out. Uh, Aye, ten. Aye, it's it's literally what we've what we've needed. We've had far too much, you know, mediocrity just yeah. kind of sitting there taking a wage, and we get rid. And the thing is, we've been good at getting rid of them over the years. Yeah, but then we sign the exact same players, like yeah. as in not the exact same players, but exact same type. It's yeah. just it's not worked, not worked at all. 
So, yep. Aaron, how's your uh, transfer window went so far? Well, we went into January saying we needed a left winger, a couple of strikers, a couple of midfielders, a couple of centre-halves, maybe a full-back. Preferably permanent sort of signings, maybe even year-long loans. That would have probably changed the whole shape of the team, gave us a bit more depth, more options to pick from as well, inevitably. It's now the 30th of January. Yeah. We've picked up a striker who's been to about 10 clubs and scored a handful of goals. Yeah. Um, you know, see what we can make of the guy when he's up here. And we've got an 18-year-old laddie from Liverpool who's had zero games for the first team and we've got him in low until May. Yeah, so I'm just going to tell you as well. So, so obviously, yeah. it was Vassal, wasn't it? Evasel. Vassal, yeah, Vassal. He came for a, like, range, a, Rangers, uh, a Rangers pub in San Diego. <laughs> San Diego loyal. And uh, yeah. Luke Chain was obviously Liverpool. And then Kyle Connor went out to East Kilbride. It's quite a jump. Yeah. Down oh, Curtis Lyle. Well, we've well, we seen him. We've we seen a. Uh... Curtis Lyle, we've seen. Uh, it was Sir Curtis Lyle, so yeah. Right. Aye, but he went to stay. He went. He moved up a level, and he's with Stenhouse Muir. Mm-hmm. That'd be in the least. With Dylan McGowan's away on loan. I'd imagine that'll be the end of his contract for years. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Who's been reasonably quiet uh, in periods and stuff like that? I mean, when he's played for Kelly in periods, he's been he's been good. He's been he's been pretty solid. But no, do you know what? It's been a poor window, and I think nothing's really fell for us. At all this month, yeah, I think uh, okay, we've got one more day. Who knows what sort of surprise we could pull out? We could do with a, a Lee Clark special and just sign a whole new squad. Uh, but it's, uh, I think you you look at the rest of the league, you look at you know where certain players are going. Like there's been a lot of movement within the league. Yeah, like the likes of Brophy going to County, and now there's chat about Tony Watt going to like St Mirren, and it's like. It's, it does just doesn't seem to be landing for us in that way, but no, really poor window. But there's still 24 hours left, and uh, I mean, you said about Callum Patterson. I w- I'm going to pick the question: Who do you think, in both your opinions, who do you think's been the best signing in in Scotland? I'll kick this one off, and I'll say right as of now, I probably would have to go with. If if Hearts do sign Carl Barson, I think it's going to have to be that. I think that really probably would be the best signing in January. It's as Patterson coming back to Hearts, but right now, I'm going to have to really take one at the basket. And I'm going to have to say Brophy at Ross County. Yeah. Think so? Yeah. Is it because he's a Kelly legend and he's a Steve Clark loyal person and all this? And no, you know. No, it, honestly, it's, I, I'd say, if, if, like, obviously, because we're talking about, obviously, just January, right? I think yeah. when you look at the clubs that they are, the county who need a striker, they need someone to get goals for them. Brophy's, you know, playing as Smilling, who are in the top half of the table, or fighting for a top six place anyway. County who are in that relegation battle. Brophy comes in, gets gets off the starter with a goal against Kilmarnock. You know, written in the stars. I think, for in terms of what a club needs in the league, I think Ross County have again have have, have done well to get Brophy. I mean, 
you know what? I love this time of year because this is when we all become experts in different leagues. Oh, I, I, I could sit, I could sit here and just make up about ten minutes worth of stuff about this laddie for South Africa who signed for Celtic. I know nothing about league. I know nothing about the player. But there's going to be guys who will attempt to try and tell you all about his career. You know, Who's that? Which one? This uh, the boy for South Korea that signed for Celtic. Oh, I don't think it's South Africa. I was like, that's. What... I'm pretty sure he said South Africa as well, didn't he? Thanks, Sarah. That's South Africa. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. Like, that's what I mean about boys trying to make up their career. <laughs> but uh, like, so again, it's just as there's so many there's players that have came in, but it's just like let's just see what they can do while both on their feet. I, um, I, I think I think Todd Cantwell is he Cantwell. You've just cut He's, me off. That's why I was just about to. Well, you take this one away, Andy. Well, I think that generally he could be one of the best signings. And we, we, remember, we all got carried away last year when Rangers signed Aaron Ramsey because we all thought Aaron Ramsey was going to be some player, and he wasn't. Yeah. I think that Pod Cantwell can be that player. I think he he definitely has looked very good at Norwich at times. <laughs> I think that he's just had maybe he's just had one of these he's had injuries quite a lot. Yeah, he's, it's just there. never fell from. And I think a move up to Rangers, he's going to start in that midfield because they're going to have to start refreshing that midfield and. From what I've seen, like Stevie keeps me updated all the time on what's uh, on what's happening because I think, like, obviously they're always linked with players away. Kent might go tomorrow, Morelos might go tomorrow. We've been saying that for a while, but their contracts are out, so they might cash in. You've got Kamara might go as well in the middle of the park. You've got Arfield and Davis are getting older, so there's got to be loads of room for this boy to shine. And I think he can shine. I think that if it's in the right circumstances and he, he can hit the and if he can adapt to being at Rangers, because being at signing from Norwich to Rangers is a massive, massive step. And whether he can handle the step is going to be whether or not he, he, he does well at Rangers. I think first and foremost, um, I think he could do with Rangers signing a couple of more players as well. Because if they don't sign any more players, him being the only January signing is going to basically mark his number as well. And it's not fair on that the laddie either. So no, I think. Same. Seems like it seems like a really Michael Beale signing. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 the laddie does look like yeah, it does look pretty decent. And I think you're right, Andy. It's a huge step up for him, given what he said in interviews. He's quite excited to be at the club. He's quite happy to be there working under Michael Beale. Yeah. I, I, I think he could be an entity at Rangers. I mean, Ramsey was just he was a poster boy who failed, wasn't he? Bit like Joey Barton, but. Todd Cantwell, I don't think, has got that same amount of pressure as what Barton and Ramsey did, well, because obviously they were very well known. The thing is, Ramsey's in a totally different like stratosphere to the other two. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but Ewan, signing in the, the January, Wendy? Yeah. They I, think we're, I, think we're, I think we're still yet to see it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I, no. I think by the time that this podcast gets put out, there'll be potentially a big name. And then, you know, in a couple of months' time, we'll get to decide whether or not Cantwell is the yeah. player that we're thinking he's going to be. It's not a massive... Like, I'm saying that it's 1.5 million and we'd love to be spending money at 1.5 million on yeah. some of the players. But at the same time, like, it's not a massive amount for what the what Rangers can spend on players. I mean, look what Celtic have just spent. Like, they've spent 5.5 million already on two players and they've obviously got... Aye. other. Who, uh, I think another one was a free pre-contract. That one was free, so they've spent they're spending money. Obviously, they've made money as well because they got rid of well, they got rid of Union Berlin, but Juranovic for seven and a half million. One player I think could, it's going to be a good sign in if they and I think they, but it's all down to how the new management team or the interim management team get a, a tune out of him. Is I think Shinny just being in that being in that Aberdeen team, 
Mm. I think that him not him being there is going to make is going to make massive amounts of difference if they give him the captain's armband and basically make him make him and put him in the middle of the park and let him if it's revolve around him because I think that you've seen that at Darvel they missed <coughs> miss that in the middle of the park. The fact is that McShane and that were running over him tells you exactly they've got to, what they're going to do. And if Darvel can do that to them, what are Hibs doing? What are Hearts doing without him? So I think that him, he's going to be massive come the end of the season. If I'm going to go into the worst bits of business, I think Aberdeen letting Ramirez go. Just yeah. basically because Goodwin binned him as soon as he's seen him, eh? Aye. And I think Ramirez, I think it was Ramirez's attitude to it as well, rather than trying to work his way back into it. Yeah. He just, he just kind of thought, well, you don't like me? It's fine, I don't like you. I'm not playing for you. Yeah. He's like, he's a Mueller type player, isn't it? Like, a Mueller type, as in, like, his attitude and his whole... Aye. And I think, it's, I think he was just gone, but he's better than Duke. He's better than Mijofsky. Yeah. Um, he stood out like a sore thumb in the Aberdeen team last season, and that was not a good Aberdeen team again. No, exactly. So he was, he was letting him go when they could have tried and kept, obviously... Allowing the manager, just letting him go is going to be a, a big one. That's probably my biggest. That's probably my worst bit of business. Really, I don't think there's any much else. You didn't have, you didn't have much thing to do with Portchess. If you've got to talk about that, Bradley, I think he's just. I think that's actually our worst bit of business was letting him go. I mean, he, he looked all right yesterday. Didn't look amazing, but at the same time, it's he probably would do. He, he could probably do with him. As as we're speaking, but whether or not Livingston's just the right team from at the right time, eh? Aye, where he's going to play football week in week out rather than just coming off the bench for twenty minutes, ten minutes here and there. Yeah, definitely. I think the worst bit of business that's happened this January is um, Darvall allowing the press to take as many Kelly pies as they wanted and missing out on the big cash flow that they could have got. <laughs> that, was, that was just you. <laughs> Can't help myself, guys. Put them in your pocket. Like, <laughs> you just... It's like, what are you going in your pocket? Oh, it's just another one of these bad boys. All the oh, he's a press. I'll be making up a press pass for everywhere. I'll be asking somebody who goes all the time. Like, uh, yeah, what does a press pass look like for... Uh... Hubs. Right, well, nah, because I've had something that good. And I miss our half pizzas, so... Yeah, well, there we are. I'm just having a wee look to show. I'm just going through the leagues as well, like the other ones. Is there, have you have you noticed anything in the lower leagues? Obviously, um, Alan Alan Musco has been let go of his contract with Morton. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Um, there is an article from the champion. He's not played much this season though. He's only played about four times. Injuries, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Declan Glass has also went back on loan to Cove Rangers from Dundee United. Oh, right. His career's went down the Swanee, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. It's it, just... 16 years old, he's tipped for the stars, and he now he's just kind of, he's too many injuries. It's like, it's like Levitz came into Dundee United and just taken his spotlight as well. Like all the spotlight was on like, Glass, now it's on Levitz. I would take, I probably still would take Declan Glass, but uh, aye, I don't know. I'm just having a wee look through the now, see if there's any other ones. Obviously, Bonnerigger signing a lot of players from. Out with the league as well. They've signed, yeah. obviously, they signed Fife, Civil, they signed Xander Murray. They're going to need something. Um, but it was quite weird. I noticed that they've, they've loaned their goalkeeper to Stirling Albion, a team above them in the league. Nice. So they brought another goalkeeper, and this boy was obviously their number three, and he's now at Stirling on loan. 
Well, that didn't make any sense to me. But um, another interesting loan signing that happened today um, for Martin United have loaned Jack McIver to Peter Heat. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. That's yep. obviously money. I'm just reading into the story now, but I'm reckoning this is a little bit like a reverse of TV Darmola, in which they're loaning him just to try and um, sign him at the end of the season. He's 19 years old. Right. So the 19 year old spent time on loan with Huntley this uh-huh. season and had a trial with Sheffield Wednesday last year. Um, wow. Yeah, so he joined, he joined the team in August after he got let go by Aberdeen. Yeah, um, went there and now he's on loan to Peter Head, where he'll have the opportunity to, to impress in League One. That is mental. I think that's a case of they don't want to sign him and then right. put him in the summer. Yeah, just in so case. Like, right, we'll sign you on, on loan and then <laughs> see what you Did you say Declan Glass has went on loan at Cove just now? Again, yes, yes. Uh, he was last on loan there in 2019. Yeah, I would have taken him. I, that's a player I would have taken back tomorrow on deadline day. Because do you know what? See, for the handful games he played for us, he, he was good. He was really good when he was well. They've, they've went through, obviously, they signed Scott Fox and Jason Naismith, Cove Rangers as well. Yeah. Cove have uh, signed silly players like Shay Logan. Yeah, but they, I mean, they're signing, they've let a lot go, didn't get me wrong. They've, uh, there's been a few that have went at the door, but. Uh, and, they, and but they've obviously signed there, so they've signed three names, four names that we know already. But I thought, and obviously our both, our both's always a revolving door, isn't it? Like we loans and uh, right. it's a, it's the perks of being part time, though. Is yeah, exactly. We can just be like, oh yeah, I'll give you a wage. Here's twenty quid and a packet of crisps. Yeah, and some smokies. There's <laughs> always there's obviously been a few step downs as well because I think we've seen what early January. Was there not a couple of players from Albion Rovers that took a, a couple of leagues step down um, to go into the, the, the non-league? Uh, no, they brought, in, they brought in somebody from Kamelin. Oh, no, I that, that was right. Sorry, Albion Rovers, it was reversed. They brought they in brought someone in from Kamelin. Kamelin. Albion, that's right. Oh, aye. Like, me, you can aye. see it. Like, there's, they're obviously, they're loading them out to, the, to those leagues as well, but they're in, they are bringing some... Uh, Elgin have brought somebody in from Kamelin. We all know it's well publicised that Kelty have signed um, what's his face? I'm just finding it now. Uh, Tiwi Damola Fibones, Athletic, and how low that is. Uh, They've obviously signed them and loaned them out again. So there is. What it, it comes to the point where they're they're signing these boys, and you're hoping that they're going to they're going to be able to take the gap. Now there is as much as we say, oh, let these teams in. There is a gap. There is a there is a gap between whatever level you're playing at. Even if it's the top of the Lowland League and coming into League Two, there is a gap, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. all about how they how about they handle it. So it's how they handle this this jump. And I think if you put them in a team that's going to be that's a good team, and they're the one, they're the only player, and they can then rise to that. But if you're signing two or three of them, and they come into that team, and then is it then does it then become a a Lowland League team if you've signed too many? So I, I think um, on you go. Sorry, sorry. No, no, when you go, finish off your wee bit. No, that was mostly, mostly it. Like, right. That's the thing, because right. obviously, um, I would say as well, Greg Spencer's returned to league football as well, because he's a bit still in Albion. Yep. Um, and one who's left the league, by the looks of it, is Callum Wilson, who was at Dumbarton, but on loan to Open Goal Broomhill. Is just, his loan ended with Broom, um, Broomhill basically tomorrow. 
uh-huh. the 31st, so 31st. But his contract with Dumbarton's just been cancelled, so could he be going to Broomhill full-time? Yeah, maybe. That's just their way of doing it without having to pay a transfer fee? Maybe. It could be just a mutually agreed thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, we don't want you just go. And that's what happen tomorrow. A lot of people, a lot of contracts will be cancelled. Yeah, and just be like, listen, just go find a club. We're not paying you anymore. Go and find a club, absolutely. Here's, here's, here's five grand. That's the rest of your contract. I'm sure Aberdeen have told, is it Jay Richardson? They've signed him in the summer. They've told him we can go and find a new club. Aye. They paid 400 grand for him. So, Jesus. there we are. So, tomorrow is actually going to be, it's going to be class. It's always going to, it's... Seems as though it's going to be a lot of U-turns tomorrow as well, by the sounds of it. The Nisbet one's going to be interesting. Hearts and Patterson. Well, it looks okay. like now as well, ever since the Wigan one, Hibs have basically said to every club, you're going to have to pay more like more than what Millwall were going to pay. Yeah. Because it's too close to the end of the, the transfer window. This is the whole thing. They're going to leave themselves short. Yeah. Um, unless it's Celtic and they've got somebody that... And we're getting someone back in for them. Yeah. So unless it's... Them, but... This is all point. Know. You are going to leave yourself short with whoever comes in. Uh, yeah. Leave yourself short with no strikers, unless you recall Dodge, of course. Which I'm surprised he's having. <laughs> Not happening. Johnson <laughs> doesn't like him. Okay, well, fair enough. Most like, of the, the fact that we've taken Christian Dodge alone, who's barely had a foot in in the first team, we're starting even, a, even it's, after Lafferty getting banned for Lafferty, 10 games. Aye, well. After Lafferty being banned for 10 games, Dodge still barely seen the, the start of Oliver. That tells you, <laughs> tells you everything. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that here hopefully what we've talked about hasn't dated too much by the time this goes out right so the usual way that we finish one of these podcasts is we've got a quiz so we know the rules and Basically, I'm going to I'm going to tell you a career path. You're going to tell me who it is. That's a lovely picture of you and Louise Pie, one of many. One of many. Yes, you're right, Andy. So, what we see, what we see, are your hands above your head, so there's no cheating. There we go. So, first player, are we ready? The other hand. Hi, Got my phone, mate. You'll drop the phone, right? There we go. We spin in the camera just to get us going. Hey. It's like Booker T. Hosting the quiz tonight. <laughs> yeah, see, he, see, he was in the Royal Rumble last night. Aye. Anyway, this isn't the part of the wrestling. So. <laughs> okay, so first player is Stoke City. So this player is now he's still playing in the English lower leagues, non-leagues, I should say. Okay. So, Stoke City. Yeovil Town on loan. Chesterfield on loan. Bury on loan. Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, Birmingham City, Swindon Town on loan, Oldham Athletic, Aberdeen, Salford, Solihull Moors, Kieran, Ewan, right Kieran, Adam Rooney, it's Adam Rooney, well done, oh, I had it after Aberdeen and I was like why have I waited so long, Aberdeen, <laughs> Aberdeen, I forgot he played for Inverness, yeah, uh, as soon as Andy said Aberdeen to Salford, it was aye. It was the money grab, money grabbing snake, <laughs> money grabbing snake. He was finished at Aberdeen before he aye. Anyway, basically just cashed. I don't know. I've just noticed the photo you've put up. Yeah. To be 
<laughs> what a footy. If Adam Rooney is listening to this, I am only joking. You are actually a good striker. Right. Second <laughs> player has retired. So, because we're, because Cammy likes the non-league teams, we'll include all the MT. So, he started at Bishop Auckland. He went to Bury, Hartlepool, Norwich City, Scunthorpe, Kilmarnock, Bradford City, Hibernian, Cambridge, Barnett, Chesterfield. Ewan. Yes, Ewan. Michael Nelson? It is Admiral Nelson himself. Oh. Yes. Huh. Oh, fucking, he was a, he was a centre half and a half. He was a centre full, Michael Nelson, by the way. He was unbelievable. He was just mate. He was unbelievable in his own way. Like, the guy was just a unit. Unbelievably bad. I, I forgot. I, I forgot he came back to him. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I certainly didn't. Right, third player has retired. Started at Dundee. Played for Wraith Rovers. Partick Thistle. Dunfermline. Aberdeen. Alone at Forfa. And then finished his career at St Mirren. He was retired. Oh, it must be retired. Yep. Uh... Um, this is going to be Kieran. a wild guess, but Ewan. Oh. Kieran technically got there first. Yeah. When you go, Kieran. As as this is a total guess. Uh, is it Jim Goodwin? No. We've had Jim Goodwin on this before. Yeah. Ewan. Yes, Ewan. Is it Mark Reynolds? It's not Mark Reynolds, no. Uh-huh. Uh, right, so we'll take a clue. Can you give us a position? Yes, he's a goalkeeper. <gasps> Kieran. Yes, Kieran. Oh, no, wait, it can't Why am I... Oh, no, it can't be him. It can't be him. One, Kieran. Uh, J- uh, Jamie Langfield. It is Jamie Langfield. Yeah. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> as soon as you say goalie, I was like, Because oh. <laughs> he's, he's still a coach at St. Mirren, now. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a coach. yeah, as a coach of some So for being hired <laughs> to coaching some of the best goalkeepers in the league. Yes. Right. Player number four. Ross County. This player is retired, sorry, I should say. Ross County. Had a loan at Peterhead. Gretna. Hibernian. Hamilton Ackies. Oh, oh, um, Ewan. Yes, Ewan. Oh, no. I can't hear this to I'm just, I'm going to have to say Ross Chisholm, but I'd, no. Oh, no, no, no. Can I change my answer? Ross Chisholm, no. Ah, no, I know who it is. Bastard. Sorry, you can bleep that out in the editing, eh? No, no, that's good. This is, we're leaving it all in. Aye, rated R. Can I go just guess so I can get the answer, mate? No. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, uh, Kieran. Yes, Kieran. I don't know. Rob Jones? That's not oh, Rob God. Jones, no. Okay, we'll take a clue for our position again. Really? I thought you had an answer. 
I do, but I just want to make sure. You really want to make sure. So, this player was a centre-half. Okay, so it's not who I thought it was then. Hmm. Run to the teams again, Andy. Yeah, two six. It must have been in the Scottish Cup final for Gretna. They've... It was Ross County. Peter Head on loan. Gretna. Hibernian. Hamilton Academical. He wasn't. Um, he didn't play in the cup final because he was cup tied. I'm just trying to remember who the Hibs centre backs were at that point. Then, a couple of years after that, I've not a clue. I've genuinely not a clue. Because my guess was going to be all Ewan. My original guess was going to be David Van Zanten. It's not David Van Zanten. But he's a yeah, because he's a right back. Yep. Centre back. Uh, did they, oh, did they play in the CIS Cup final? For who? Hubs. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Probably not. Got two centre backs in the final were Jones and uh, Hogg, I'm sure. I'll be honest, being Hubs Cup final teams are on my strong point. No, because <laughs> Hubs were 2007. They went to Hubs in 2008. And there's another wee clue for you. Oh, no. I just, I don't know, Ken. Uh, you want one final, right? Okay, you in. Yeah. You want a final clue? Go for it. He had a management spell at Hamilton Ackies. Oh, no, no. <laughs> any other, <laughs> any other management clues? Well, he's the current assistant manager at Stoke City, so if he's if he's going to cheat, no cheating. But don't don't. Well, I mean, it's definitely not him. Yeah, um, you? Yes. The only the only play Alex Neil. Oh, he succeeded Alex Neil. That's why I thought it was Van Zanen. But it's not him. It's I know exactly who the player that's why I was so giddy before. I know exactly who the player is, I just can't remember his name. <laughs> like I know exactly who he is. Kieran. Yes, Kieran. Ross Calderwood. No idea who that is, but no. Alright. Oh, no. Ross Calderwood. Is that like Ross Caldwell and Cotton? Colin Calderwood. Um I don't can. I do can, that's so annoying. And we're gonna admit this is one that is uh, Andy gets the point here. Can we just pass can we pass on this one? No, no, if you've passed it I get the point. Ah, you go on then. Pass it. Martin Cannon. Oh, my days. That's why I thought Ross Chisholm, so I'm like, right, okay. Okay, so it's two, two to you in. 
We're going to need to fucking edit that out, big style. Like, oh, are we fuck? Sorry, is no. it it's two to Kieran? Is it not two to Kieran? Right, player number four. Now I've picked this player. I don't know if he's will get this either. Fuck. Right, this player is re- just retired. So, started at Aberdeen. Had a loan spell at Kilmarnock. Then went to Derby County, and we had a loan spell at Portsmouth. Went to Sheffield Wednesday. Coventry City, Rotherham, and it went to Oxford on loan and then signed for them permanently. Bury, Sunderland, and then finished at Lincoln City. I know who that is. Okay. This is the exact same as the last one then, eh? Because we signed... Jimmy Calderwood was the manager and we signed two Aberdeen players on loan. And it was to stay up against Falkirk in the league. And one of the Aberdeen players scored the winning goal against Celtic when Robbie Keane made his debut. Oh, what was his fucking name? Oh, no, no, this is going to irritate the fucking life out of me. I'm sitting here clueless. <laughs> Just try to hang back. Just try to hang back. Run through teams again, Andy. So it was a striker. Give me clue. Right. Aberdeen. Oh. Side Aberdeen. And then right. for Kilmarnock. Went to Derby County and then alone at Portsmouth. Sheffield Wednesday and then went alone at Coventry. Rotherham and then alone at Oxford and signed for Oxford permanently. Bury. Then to Sunderland and then to Lincoln. No. I know who I know who it is, but I can't. I don't know his name. I don't know everything I've just said. Can I get half a point? No, I think he half <laughs> points. Because yeah, I would have had a half point for the last one, eh? Yep. Um, Ewan. Yes. Antoine Courier. No, he's Scottish. So two Scottish caps. And I'll give you another clue. He scored for the halfway line at Easter Road against Iceland in an under twenty ones game. This is gonna re I'm going nuts. Can I go again? If you and if Kieran says it's fine. Yeah, go again. Was it our limit? No. No. The figure retired a while ago, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We've also we've done a Illumu too. I think we've done him twice. Oh, yeah, because you play with St. Mirror now. No, no. Um, we're going to be here for a long, long time. I know oh. who it is. As I said, it was Jimmy Calderwood. <laughs> he had signed two Aberdeen players on loan. He scored the winning goal against Celtic and Robbie Keane's debut. I know everything about this player. I don't know his name. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm going to win my quiz. Did you give in? He's away cheating. I just see fucking Porteous is plus. I'm still here. Don't worry. I'm not, I kind of guess it anyway. I don't have a clue. Did you give up, Kieran? Yeah. I'm not, not, not going to get his name. Chris Maguire. Chris Maguire. Yeah. So currently it is... He used to... He was, uh, my last clue was that he was engaged to Amy McDonald before Ricky Foster was. Ah, fucking hell. All right. 
Chris Maguire. Honest the fuck, man. That was a fucker, like. Oh, that's Steve Short Lover. I'm getting my Steve Lover. I'm getting my mixed up. Anyway, so <laughs> right, last. I might as well be this player as well, eh? since it's I could win my own quiz here. We ready? Yep. First act at Manchester City. Had a loan at Morecambe. Had a loan at Leicester City. Had a loan at Walsall. Had a loan at Crystal Palace. Had a loan at Bristol City. And had a loan at Hibernian. Kieran. Yes. Brandon Barker. Nope. Um, he then signed for Hibs permanently. He's still playing. So, uh, signed for Hibs permanently. And then went to Port Vale after Hibs. Went to Shrewsbury. Northampton Town. Swindon. Ewan. Yes. Is it the bleach blonde bombshell Ryan McGivern? It is Ryan McGivern. There we go. I hated that cunt, honestly. Yeah, actually joking. You're actually taking the piss. You give me Chris McGuire, who scored one iconic goal about fucking 10 year, 15 <laughs> years ago, and you give him player for Man City, still plays, he also played for Abs. I played for Abs twice, actually. Four goals for times. In a time that you'll remember, so don't give me your shit, boy. You've still never been forgiven for Kevin fucking Nickel. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we're ready. I suppose we better do the last one, eh? It's a big tiebreaker, eh? It is. I actually can't believe I'm going to win my own quiz. See if, this player plays, see if this player plays for Hibs, I'm never playing again. The thing is, I was, I was, when you said went for Man City to Hibs on loan, and you said Barker, and it wasn't him, I was like, if it's Hibs again, then I know it's McGovern. If it's Dundee, I think, or anyone else, I know it's that Thomas Aguipong. That's like the only three players we've ever had for City. Right, we're ready. Last one. Ready. Notts County, this player is retired. Notts County. To Bristol City, to Doncaster Rovers, to Oldham Athletic on loan, to Bristol Rovers on loan, to Sheffield Wednesday, to Kilmarnock, to Hibernian, to Dundee, to Queen of the South, to Dumbarton. Retired, sorry. Who who was it from Kelly to Hibs? Who was it? Kelly Kelly Hibs, Dundee. Kelly Hibs, Dundee, Queen of the South, Dumbarton. Where did they retire? 2016. Um, Kelly Abs. This will take me a wee sec to work, work my way through the Hibs team for back then. Um, I'll ask for Mac. When did he play? When did he move from Kelly to Hibs? When did he move from Kelly to Hibs? Once I Aye. fix my camera, I will tell you. So, he moved from Hibern then. To, sorry, from Kilmarnock Football Club to Hibernian in 2013. Just if you want to get that squad up there when you're cheating. No, both hands are here. Don't you worry. I didn't cheat. Kelly Abs. Oh, oh, wait. I know this. I think I know it too, but it's... Uh... Oh, Ewan. Yes. Um, Is it the Hef? Somehow, after all of that, we have a winner. We have Ewan Armour, who is the, this week's quiz winner again. Woo. Must be good to have a game. I was trying to eat. That's 
the only reason why I needed that year was because I'm like, right, roughly if he returned in 2016, it's roughly around about then. Yeah, I, I was a fucker because I was, I was, I had a, uh, I don't know why, I had a winger in my head. Paul Heffernan, hat trick hero, thank Castle Andy. I blank name out, mate. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> if, I didn't, if I didn't remember them, they didn't count. Eh? Do you remember Kelly Sheridan's hat trick as well? I don't remember that either. <laughs> Fair enough, it's Irish strikers having hat-tricks of tiny. Yeah, I know. So, there we are. That is the quiz over and done with. Um, and that Ewan wins for another week. One well thing... I think we probably want to come back to that just silly little thing first of all, is that Mark Reynolds thought that St. Joseph should add a penalty for a foul in their own penalty box. Yeah. So, yeah, there we are. That's all we need to know about Mark Reynolds. Anyway, thank you very Thanks much. Got the absolute piss taken out of him, though. Oh, I definitely, definitely. Right, so thank you very much for if everyone for listening and watching. As you've probably noticed, my camera has went to absolute pot today. I have no idea what's wrong. So anyway, that's like a roulette on what kind of what view you get in me today. So lucky you. Uh, thank you everyone that's been listening um, and has continued to listen on uh, on our, on our streaming sites and everything else. We really appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that's been in contact with us recently as well. And if you've just found us. Thank you very much for listening as well, because it is really interesting to see where we are getting some downloads at the moment. So if you have these people listening in Germany and the United States, and I think we've had Australia recently, thank you. We do appreciate it as well. You can find us on on YouTube, as we said. This will be our third video. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify. You can find us on uh, Apple Music. Have I said that already? Uh, Amazon, the whole shebang. And you can get us on our website, type in Park the Bus, uh, into Google Football Podcast and we'll be one of the first things that pops up as well there so again that's really it thank you very much for listening that's a bye for me and, and it's a bye for us